Welcome to the Heal Everything Podcast with none other than Tama Aziz Serwa. You are not here by coincidence. This is a sacred space for the holy, ratchet woman who knows that she has the power to heal everything. I'm going to help you learn some new things, create a legacy of healing, elevate your mind. You do not want to miss an episode of this podcast. So make sure you subscribe and you share and you favorite us. And invite your sisters because we're about to have a powerful conversation. Tune in. Welcome to episode four of our series one on the Heal Everything podcast. You are listening to Reverend and High Priestess Tema Azi Serwa. And I am excited about episode four, our topic tonight is focusing in on being compensated for sex. And I want to have this conversation in the context of changing the narrative. If you're not careful, you will find yourself believing things that will rob you of your abundance over somebody else's value system that you never really signed up for anyway. I believe in the law of reciprocity. Write that down. The law of reciprocity. So as we prepare for this conversation in that context, I want you to grab some pen and paper, get a glass of water. Maybe you need to hit pause for a quick second because I dive deep on this podcast. We don't talk about the surface level stuff. We talk about the deeper things that can literally change the trajectory of your life if you let it. So as long as I can remember, I was celebrated for what I give other people. I want you to hear what I say carefully. And the celebrations looked different. I remember when I was growing up in the Seventh-day Adventist church, I would be celebrated because I would bring my friends to church and people would put money in my hands and I would be celebrated for singing that song on that Sabbath morning and money would come into my hands or my family would get invited to dinner and we would be fed and everything is an exchange. When you look at nature and the agreement that nature has with the animal kingdom, right? Um, nature will feed the animals and the animals will refertilize the ground and nature, right? So the law of reciprocity is not just an idea. It is a universal principle. It would be ludicrous to expect someone to share sexual experiences with you and not be compensated. Any man that has the honor and opportunity to exchange energy with me in my bed is going to be blessed. And I, as a woman who has the honor and opportunity to experience the divine masculine and the power of a man sexually, I am blessed sometimes his compensation looks like a a dinner 
I get in that kitchen and start banging up pots because you done laid it down and I need to feed you and replenish you. Put those nutrients back in your body since you just gave them to mine. Right? Like that that is part of the exchange. Compensation is part of the exchange. One of the oldest professions on the planet was that of a hoe. <laughs> People have been paying other people for pleasure for a very long time. But why? Because pleasure is that important. Pleasure is that important for the giver. Pleasure is that important for the receiver. So yeah, when you call a woman a gold digger because... She gets rewarded with material things because she puts it down sexually. I want you to explore the part of you that thinks that's gold digging. The part of you that thinks she should receive what? Nothing? And who are you to dictate how somebody is celebrated and compensated for what they choose to exchange with somebody else that's intimate and private and really none of your business? But Tama, there's a real issue going on in the world around human trafficking, around sexual violations and trauma. I hear these tragedies every single day in my work. I am not ignorant. I'm not unreasonable with my perspective of what's happening in the world. I'm very aware. I just am an excavator. I dig I don't just look at the surface of things. I want to get to the root. So yes, it is disgusting that people are so hungry and addicted and misuse the power of pleasure in ways that enslave, violate, abuse other people. It's a tragedy. And that is something that I take into consideration in this conversation. But I will say that is a separate conversation. In this conversation, I want to talk about the principles that govern how you exchange energy with other people. And then we'll drive down into how that relates to your sexual practices. Because see, I'm not an overgiver in any space of my life anymore. I don't overgive to my friends, I don't overgive to my family, and I don't overgive in my bed. I prioritize the law of reciprocity. I like to flow in what the uh, comedic people call the laws of Ma'at. Ma'at is the goddess of divine order. I keep my scales balanced. If you only giving me three pumps, I'm giving you three pumps. <laughs> If you only giving me two strokes, you get two strokes. I'm not overperforming, not anywhere, not in the marketplace for my business, not in my relationships. If I have been friends with you and available to you and invited you into my life and then you turn around and act like you weren't invited or you turn around and project your stuff at me that's unresolved. And expect me to tolerate it just because I love you. No, no, no. I'm not overperforming, overgiving anywhere. I believe in the law of reciprocity, which partners with the law of compensation. I reap what I sow and so do you. 
So when you're in the domain of sexuality, right? When we're in the domain of what I require to access certain parts of me and why I require those things, the opportunity is to make sure that your trauma brain is not running that show and running that narrative. That you don't force other people into performing for access and love and and all of these things because of your wounds. There is a way to experience your sexuality that is organic, fluid, and moves like calm water. It just sinks. It just flows. Why is it that that's what I experience? Because I am a woman that flows. Because I have decided my life will be easy. So I don't come into experiences hard. I don't come in with a hard exterior that somebody has to pull out a hammer and start cracking through. I am mysterious. I'm very wise about who I exchange my energy with, but I'm not afraid. And there's a difference between wisdom and fear. And so I'll never forget the day that I experienced this orgasm. One of my husband's loves to keep cash on him. And every morning I would watch him do the ritual of counting these big wads of money, thousands of dollars in cash. He would count every morning. And I was watching him one morning and I said, mm. he said, you like that? I said, I do. I said, babe, smack me on my ass with that water cash. He did that and I felt this vibration. I said, mm. he said, you like that? I jumped on the bed and he made it rain. What a what about $2,000, I think it was, in cash. And the orgasm I had right there off of that. My, my God, I love money. Money and I are best friends. So if you want to access Tamer, just give me some money. <laughs> and I stopped apologizing for that a while ago because um, when you begin to be sovereign in your life and you own your life and you own your pleasure, and you own your desires, you take on the full responsibility for what shows up in your life. And you realize that I'm teaching people how to treat me. I'm teaching people how to access me. I'm teaching. So why am I now trying to bow to other people's comfort zones and other people's things to access me? No, my life is my own. I am my own. So anyway, the sound of rolling around in those crisp dollar bills, the smell of that money, the taste of the saliva swelling up in my mouth as I was enjoying two things. Number one, that finally I was no longer laying with men who could not pull thousands of dollars out of the bank and make it rain on me. That was a testimony because honestly, I had always experienced struggle love right so to see that that paradigm has shifted and i was experiencing a man with a different capacity that he could even be in a position to offer me such an experience ooh, was satisfying 
And then the other side of it was the adventure of knowing this money is here, but it doesn't define my worth or my value. What I do with my body is not something that a dollar amount can accommodate. That I choose what my value and worth is and that I truly am the embodiment of my divine mother. I know that I am a goddess walking this earth in flesh. And so to receive offerings and gifts is not something that I would ever reject because I know who I am. <laughs> People say they know who they are, but do they really? Do they really? Because if somebody wants to reward you with gifts or something because you gave them such a potent vibration of joy, what keeps you from receiving it? What keeps you from giving it? I don't just receive gifts, I give them as well. Right? So when we're talking about changing the narrative, what I'm talking about is people who are very skillful with their bodies, their sexuality, who create experiences and opportunities to exchange joy are just as worthy of being properly compensated as the teachers educating our children, as the doctors taking care of their patients' health. Who are you to dictate what somebody's profession should or should not be? Maybe the demon that you think is in somebody else's life is in your head and in your fear-based value system. There are a lot of women that I've worked with who are in or would be considered to be sex workers or in the sensual arts, strippers, etc. And to assume that they lack a certain spiritual or emotional IQ is unfair. These women are holding space in ways that the ancient priestesses and priests would. There were whole temples dedicated to taking trauma off of the body through acts of sex. For those of you who believe in the um, perspective of multiple lives, I do. I feel like my temple is open now. Men come and lay in my bed and ask me with tears running down their face to heal them. And I can become their medicine because I'm trained in those arts. How do you get trained in those arts, Tamer? It's not like... You go to the university, fill out an application, and sign up. It's not like that. You become one with your body. You learn how to live in your body and how to become fully present to the experiences that are in front of you. And then things begin to unlock from there. And the codes that your DNA remembers begin to speak loudly. And you reach a point where it becomes impossible to deny how much joy and power you harness when you're being sexual and sensual 
and it is an art and it is sacred and it is a spiritual gift and it does require a balanced exchange of energy. So yes, in the ancient world, they would come to the temples. Oftentimes when the men would go off to war before they would go back home to their wives, they would stop at the temples and meet with the priestesses who would make love to them and take the PTSD out of their bodies. So that when they return to the community and they return to their wives, they were better. And yes, offerings were left. Yes, money was left. Yes, people needed to be housed and fed and clothed for serving others and themselves this way. So the next time you look at someone else who is being compensated because who they are sexually, you want to pass judgment, I want you to remember this conversation and ask yourself, what is it about their freedom to express themselves the way that they choose to? What is it about that that makes me want to deny them that freedom? What is going on in my mind right now in this moment that makes me think I am the one who should be dictating how free, how wild someone else should be? Who am I to say that this is how somebody else should make their money? And that the way in which I make my money is superior to the way in which they make their money. I don't put it down and not be compensated. Many times the compensation is financial. Many times it's emotional for me. The exchange and the energy is emotional. Emotions are a currency, by the way. Many times it's deeply spiritual. Many times they cook for me. I have amazing husbands who can put it down in the kitchen. They teach me things because I didn't grow up learning to cook. So they show me things in the kitchen. I have amazing husbands who have money in the bank, connections for my business, Pillow talk becomes about how can we enhance each other's lives? Because I want to be in your world and I want you in mine. Let's channel this energy, this sexual energy that we have harnessed and impact each other's lives in a positive way that is tangible and traceable. I'm grateful that I don't lay with men who want to just take what I give and not give me anything of value to me in return, but that they are mindful enough 
about what I desire and need and want. That they want to make sure they properly compensate me for what I have invested in the exchange. How is that different from the man who rolls up in his car to the woman on the corner and says, I see you, sis, you are making yourself available to offer me some pleasure. How much do I need to pay you to honor what you are willing to give me? What does the exchange need to be for me to access what you're offering me? And people want to get into, well, what is the psychology behind the woman who will stand on the corner and offer her body? Well, what is the psychology behind the person who will go to the nine to five and put in overtime hours that they don't get paid for? Like, what what is it to you to pick that apart? Maybe what you're seeing in somebody else that lives different than you is triggering a certain level of awareness you need to access within yourself. Maybe you need to really sit with, who am I? Why do I do what I do? Is your own self-worth intact before you begin to analyze and pick apart what you think appears to be low self-esteem or low self-worth? There are women who are on corners who don't really know who they are, their value, and trauma violations brought them to that corner. But be clear that that's not everybody's experience and story, that there are women in the sex worker field who are well cared for, royal in their consciousness, and in their lifestyle. Priestesses and priests in their own right and would not settle for doing work that they don't get paid for. And that vibration is what I call self-care. Are you impeccable with yours? What needs to shift in your values and your beliefs so you can access more pleasure? And are you bold enough to make sure as you exchange the energy with other people that the proper compensation is in place, that the exchange of the energy is flowing in a reciprocity and ma'at, divine order? That is what's next. In your soul's journey, assessing where in your life and in your relationships and interactions with other people, are you giving things that you don't get properly compensated for? And until you correct that in your life, who are you to tell anybody else what the correct in theirs? It all begins and ends with you. It all begins and ends with me. If we do our work, we do the work that is needed in the world. If we do our work, then we do the work that is needed in the world. Mm, 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 mm. It has been a joy diving deeper into the power of pleasure through these four conversations. Our first four episodes have been dedicated to the power of pleasure 
And I really, really, really want you to go back to episode one, episode two, episode three, like replay them all. Make sure you don't miss any of the key opportunities to change how you think, what you believe and how you live. Let these conversations lead you to a deeper sense of clarity and wisdom about the importance of your sexual and sensual health. Your sexual health is just as important as your circulatory system health, your reproductive health. All of you deserves to be well cared for. All of you. All of who you are deserves to be well cared for. So what is your self-care plan for your sexual and sensual health? I have created a sacred, intimate masterclass called the Power of Pleasure Masterclass. Dedicate, carve out six weeks to integrate all of this information that I just gave you. This class is life-changing. And it'll help you really really settle into what we've talked about in these last four episodes. And if you thought series one was amazing and power packed, get ready for series two. I have more nuggets, more jewels, more important conversations to help you be a holy, ratchet, wild, free, limitless, powerful, whole and healthy woman who is walking through this world healed, who is living a lifestyle where you heal everything. This is the Heal Everything podcast with none other than Reverend and High Priestess Tama Aziz Serwa. And I have dedicated every single day of my life to using my voice, my platforms, my resources, my energy. All that I am is used every day to show people all throughout the world, what a powerful, whole, healed woman looks like on the planet. And I hope that what I'm showing and saying to you is helping you be more whole and more healed and more in tune with your power. Your life is your own. Nobody can hand you the life you're looking for. You will create it or you won't. But the choice is yours. You choose every single day what you did with that day. And at the end of this day, and at the end of this conversation, I hope what you have chosen is more pleasure. I love you. Peace.